Welcome to Cut to the Chase, the breakdown on American politics. I'm Brooke Prescott, the healthcare administrator who just happens to be passionate about politics. I want to share love and I want to receive love. One of the ways that I show it is through service. Serving you the breakdown on American politics daily. Let's get into it. y'all doing? How your mama doing? Uh, we used to say that back in the day. How your mama doing? How, do, how your mama know? I am hoping that you are well and insulated on this pandemic Tuesday, 4-7-2020. I'm going to go ahead and get started with stats. There are a total of 386,000 confirmed coronavirus cases, and there are 12,200 deaths and counting as of 3 p.m. today. Those are national numbers. Um, I am going to move kind of quickly through um, only two segments today. Um, so I'm going to need you all to put your I'm ready, Brooke. Prescott boots on. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm because I got some news today. All right. So I got a segment that I'm working with, and I just appreciate appreciate all the feedback that I've been getting. People been kind of giving me hints and ideas on what to do, um, you know, for the format. And so I'll tell you that. I, it is a work in progress, and I am, you know, trying to get that thing on lock. There are new segments that will appear from time to time, um, and, w- and we'll see, you know, what works and what doesn't work. I'm feeling some kind of way about the two segments that we're going to do today, and I really feel like these segments are going to be around. So this new segment is called Something to watch something to watch now why you call it that Brooke why'd you call it something to watch I call it that because you know how you just kind of run into something or you kind of get some information and when you hear it your eyebrow raises and you're just like huh huh you don't necessarily have time in that moment, right? Um, or ever to go back to that thing that you heard that made you go, hmm, that's some, now that's a little bit of information. Um, I feel like this is going to be a segment where I can explore that. And it is going to be for your good. Trust me when I tell you that. I'm super excited for you. All right, Listen. So the first thing um, that is underneath the something to watch um, segment is the coronavirus is attacking the heart. Somebody inevitably is sitting in the background saying, well, we knew that. Okay, you did. You knew that. You knew that if someone had an underlying cardiovascular issue, that they would particularly be in trouble if they caught the virus. Well, this is something else. According to Kaiser Health, the coronavirus patients 
who are dying of heart failure did not necessarily walk into the hospital with a pre-existing heart issue. What? Mouth drops open. There are patients who walked in the hospital without a cardiovascular issue, but experienced heart failure. It goes on to say, Kaiser, and I encourage you, please look up these sources. You'll see they're they're legit. Kaiser Health um, went on to explain that, in fact, one in five uh, cases led to heart failure, um, having shown no respiratory distress either. Well, Lord, Lord, oh, Lord, it's a fire. What is it? Jesus is a fire. I woke up in the morning and I smell some smoke. Next thing I know, I said, Lord, Jesus is a fire. Yes, y'all. Those are two things that we did not know previously. And that is coronavirus is making the body work so much. Your body is in so much distress that people's hearts are just giving out. The hearts are giving out. Now, for the folks that are dying, you know, of course we feel terrible about losing a life and, you know, I'm, I'm really sensitive to the issue because, you know, um, we're all going to know of someone who passed away from the virus. So I'm extremely sensitive to that issue. I just think it's also a heads up, right, for people who beat the disease, the people that contracted coronavirus, you still... Right, you beat, you got through the virus, but you still may walk away with a heart problem, with some type of damage to your heart. That's a wait a minute, huh? That's a huh? What? Hey, that's one of those moments. It's something to watch. Now, after I got that information, I started thinking to myself. I said, self. What does this do for insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies? Well, remember, guys, I told you, I don't know, I think it was probably episode one. I told you about my background, the certifications, degrees, blah, blah, blah. I'm reminding you now that I have a license in 12 states for financial services, meaning I can write policies, insurance policies, health, life, and annuities in 12 different states. So in that moment, when they said that there are, there's going to be an influx of patients who walk away having survived the coronavirus, it's going to be an influx of people who have heart problems. I thought to myself, now, what are the insurance companies going to do with this little bit of information? Because let me tell you people, everything is interconnected. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. And if you truly understand that this is a capitalistic society and anytime we can make money, we will do it.
at all costs. So just like I'm listening and reading, right? Lots of folks are listening and reading. And if someone happens to have a product that could ultimately ultimately benefit in a fiscal way, be certain that they will invest. Be certain. Um, And so I truly foresee um, insurance premiums, plans, the insurance companies, somehow, even if they have to mask it, they're really good with that. Right. Okay. So if the government tells us we can't, you know, raise premiums now, commander and confusion would never say that to the insurance companies. So they're going to get away with it for a little bit. But once we get a responsible president in office, they may say insurance companies, y'all are low down and dirty for that. Raising premiums when you know we have. A million people who were impacted by coronavirus, and of those million people, a significant amount walked away with heart damage, right? That changes the complexity on a whole bunch of things, right? Not just regular health plans, but even those folks now have a, um, they have a, um, life insurance situation going on. It's interconnected. All right. So the other thing that I was considered as it um, relates to this new information around um, the heart, I want to know what the pharmaceutical companies are planning to do with that information. What are they going to do? How's that? What y'all, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, and then I thought to myself, there is another big thing hanging out here that literally came and sat in my lap today. So I was talking to my aunt a few weeks ago. I told my auntie, hey. This virus is coming. It's real. Um, get your affairs in order. Um, you know, do it, whatever you have to do to get yourself locked down. Because the more you're out there, the more exposed, the more the opportunity um, the virus has to latch on to you. I want you to order all of your prescriptions, right? Because I just don't want you to be in public. So my aunt said, okay, I'll do that, Brooke. I'll do that. She calls up the pharmacy and she orders her medication. She calls me back and she said, do you know that my rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis medication is on backlog? Well, no, how would I know that? I ain't got arthritis. I didn't say that to her. But I said, no, 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 I didn't know that. She said, yeah, they didn't say something about, you know, my rheumatoid arthritis medication and um, this virus. Well, now, listen, let me say this about my aunt. Sometimes she gets things right on the money. And sometimes I just don't. I be like, You got to verify it and verify it and verify it. So when she said it, it came in my ear. I let it sit there, right? Huh. Something to watch. Just, huh. It just sat there. 
Second time I heard about it was on a press conference. Your commander in confusion gets up in front of the people and says, well, we got a drug out there, you know, and if it, it, can, if it can fix this thing, then we're going to try to get it to, you know, get it out to you guys so, so that we can save lives. Dr. Fauci walks right up behind this cat, right, walk, walks right up to the podium and says, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ah, this Drug has not been adequately tested. So everybody fall back just a little bit. Again, I go, huh, something to watch. I don't do anything more with it. And in fact, I did not connect it to what my aunt said. That happened yesterday when I read an article. Um, And they mentioned this same drug that was Kaiser Health. They mentioned not only the heart problems, the new heart problems that are coming um, with this virus, but they also mentioned the drug. So here's what I want you to know. Where are you going with this? Tell us what you want. This is what I'm telling you. Money markets. Hope you caught it. Hope you caught it. You might be saying to yourself, this is disgusting. It just sounds like now, you know, we're talking about money and people out here dying. I certainly understand that. I do. I get it. I'm a healthcare administrator, right? I write life policies, right? So I prepare people for death all the time. I get it. Um, this is, or maybe, not saying it's 100%, right? Because this is not necessarily my expertise, right? But I've heard it three times now, so I feel compelled to drop a nugget. So, I'm going to also make a commitment to you all that I will go and speak with experts in money marketing Right, so they can give us some historical data on this company and this drug. The drug is an anti-malarial drug. The name of the drug is hydroxychloroquine or plaquenil. Okay, hydroxychloroquine or plaquenil. I think that is the proper pronunciation. Um, Of that drug. The stock tickler is M-Y-L. There's a great tip, guys. Keep it. Keep it. Research it. Look into it. You ain't doing nothing. You remember that commercial? Was that DeVry back in the day? You in the house. You sitting on the couch. You ain't doing nothing. You might as well get up and check that motherfucking stock out. Do that. All right. So now the next uh, thing that I want you to keep an eye on is this new medical device called Etmo. Etmo. I am not sure of the spelling. My um, source is NBC News. And I was actually going to play a, um, a snippet of the piece from NBC News. Let me tell you this. It's only so many hours in the day. Jesus. I have a full-time job. I got a husband. I got children. And I'm trying to serve the community. So, 
I might not always be able to get my clips in. I just want to serve the people. And I'm serving you by telling you about it. All you got to do is follow up on it, okay? It's called ECMO. This medical device was created um, was created and it is being used at Northwestern Medical Center in Chicago. That's the information you have to check, to verify this information I'm sharing with you today. Um, it's now saved at least two lives of coronavirus. And the, the physicians that were working on these two people said that they had gotten to the point of a last-ditch effort. And, and so that just means that they had exhausted everything. And they said to themselves, let's give this ECMO device a try. So this is how this device works. So I told you how the body is exacerbated by the virus and it is just working in overtime and all of the organs are just like, Elizabeth, I'm coming home. Okay, that is wrong. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, listen. So the body is just literally breaking down. Well, this machine takes the blood out of your body. If you've ever Um, had a transfusion, know somebody who has a transfusion, the process of a blood transfusion is you literally, if you have lost blood dramatically, right, either maybe you were in a car accident or some type of um, happening, you know, event happens and you have lost a lot of blood or your blood is no good, you can have a blood transfusion um, and either you've lost or expelled that blood on its own and now they're putting blood in you or if the blood that is in you is bad they pull that blood out of you and then new blood goes inside of you this is what this device does but in the process of taking that blood out of you that does not have oxygen in it because your body has been fighting this powerful virus, right? Um, and so you, you, that blood in you does not have oxygen in, in you anymore. It takes the, that blood out of you, pulls it through the machine, oxygenates it, so it's no new blood, it's your blood being oxygenated. And then it goes right back into your body, and then your body says, well, goddamn, I guess I'm going to be all right. So now this is what I want you all to do. I want you to watch these things that I've talked to you about today, right? Go back and research that stock and consider looking at Etmo. Something new, something to watch. I got you. Okay, next segment, (laughs) it is going to be just as action-packed as this one is. I'm going to try to move through it as quickly as I can. This segment is Somebody Throw a Shoe, Listen. If you listen to episode four, I explain to you what somebody throw a shoe means. The segment is dedicated to straight up recklessness, foolishness that's imposed on us by the government. And it is worthy of us metaphorically throwing a shoe to illustrate our outrage. I'll um, give you a tip. Um, It relates back to George 
W. When a reporter threw a shoe at him. That's all I'm going to say. Go back to episode four and figure it out. All right. So when I created Somebody Throw a Shoe, it was because of the outrageous behavior that was happening in Wisconsin. Um, how the Democratic governor, um, you know, tried to postpone um, the election, the polls, you know, close the polls down. And the Republicans set up a lawsuit and literally had um, these people out here exposing themselves um, to the virus. Um, you know, in essence, they del- they were deliberately putting people in harm's way. Um, and NBC reported on it and they said it was just, it was a mess. People were out there and you guys know that when people are out there and they're unprotected, what is that? Everybody now, pissy poos. If you don't know what pissy poos is, go back through the episodes and it is literally one of the titles of the episodes. All right. Um, so that's that was the update on the um, Wisconsin um, polls for today. All right. Here's another piece of information on somebody throw a shoe. Peter Navarro, he is an aide to um, the Trump administration. His name is going to be important because you remember how Trump was trying to act like he didn't know anything about coronavirus. I said, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we got one one case and there's a case and I mean we've got but it's contained. It's completely okay. We've got wait, we've got twelve cases, but you know what? We'll be out. We'll be we'll be back outside and playing again by Easter. Right. I didn't know anything about it. That's what he told us, right? Well Peter Navarro is his aide and it turns out that Peter told him back in January about the virus and how it was how it was wreaking havoc in both China and it was in Europe and that it was going to come to the United States and it was probably going to impact a half a million people now keep that half million in mind cuz i told you guys put your brook prescott boots on and be ripped to go. Half a million. He warned that's how many people were probably going to be impacted. Okay. I want you to also kindly recall that I warned everyone, I told everybody, that African Americans and people of color, but particularly, I spoke very clearly about how African Americans do not receive the same type of services in hospitals. I talked about that extensively, told you about studies, um, etc. Yep. So it really pains my heart. To share this information um, with you guys. And some of you all have probably heard about it. Um, African Americans are indeed um, suffering the most from the pandemic. Okay. Um, The symptoms... um, 
are taking our people at a considerable higher rate. Um, And I'm just going to share some stats with you at this time. According to U.S., um, the U.S. and World Report, early indications from Chicago and Louisiana showed that roughly 70% of corona deaths were black, even though um, they were in areas where the African Americans were the minority in those areas. In Charlotte, North Carolina, blacks are um, account for 32% of deaths. Okay. Um, in Wisconsin, it is 27% of their population. Um, And then 71% of all deaths in Michigan Um, I'm going to retract that statement for a second. In Wisconsin, blacks represent 27% of the population, population, yet we account for 71% of all deaths related to the coronavirus. In Michigan, blacks die at about 41%, whites die at 28%. Somebody... Throw a shoe. If we don't say something, right? No, nobody cares about us more than we care about us. No one cares. And I think that one of the things that I, I found offensive today when I was trying to brief myself for this program tonight was you you might find glosses of information on this subject, right? Um, but I found consistently people were pretty pissed off about the voting issue that happened in Wisconsin. But blacks are dying from this far more than any other race in the United States. Far more. Um, According to the U.S. Census um, from July of 2019, there are approximately 328 million uh, people that populate the United States. 13% of that 328 are African Americans, which means that there are about 42 million African Americans um, in the United States. Now, remember, I said to kindly remember that Peter Navarro warned Trump there's a possibility that we would lose half a million people from coronavirus. Conservatively, people, conservatively, if we used 60%. As our number, 
60%, right? Because I just gave you several numbers of how we are dying in cities across the nation. If we conservatively use 60%, do y'all understand that our population goes down, right? By 300,000 African Americans. 300,000 African Americans will be lost as a result of this disease. That's a full percentage point. One whole percent. 300,000. As I said in a previous segment, I'm really sensitive about this because more than likely, everyone that we know will know somebody, and even we will be touched by someone who died from coronavirus. I got one more piece to add to this, and then we're going to end this call. The United Nations definition of genocide is acts committed with the intent to destroy, in part or in whole, a natural, ethnical, racial, or religious group by deliberately inflicting, killing, or causing serious bodily or mental harm. Deliberately inflicting on a group, right? On the group, their condition of life, calculated to bring about its destruction in part or in whole. I want y'all to sit on that. Because if we knew that the virus was coming, and we know that historically, this ain't shit I'm making up. These are numbers that can be confirmed. If we knew the virus was coming, and if we knew, we know, based on historical data, that African Americans and poor people, right, typically are hit hardest by pandemics. Somebody did a calculation and said, we're going to lose some. But it looks like we're going to lose some of them niggas. That's a hard message to hear, isn't it? Which is why I am saying I want somebody to get up and throw a damn shoe. <laughs>